Hi, I'm Brad Pike. And I'm Addie Brown. And this is Dear Diarrhea, a podcast about our embarrassing first attempts at self-expression, whether that's diaries, live journals, zengas, music, poetry, or stand-up. Today's guest is B.B. Stonebreaker. Hey, what up, what up? <laughs> Hi, Phoebe. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to be hip and young now and say shit like, what up, what up? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's you just took the you just took the S off of what's up (laughs) (laughs) and did it twice and it worked. What's up? What's up? Not as cool. (laughs) What's up, my comrades? (laughs) Just keep subtracting letters until it becomes like ultra cool. Wah wah wah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Uh, Yeah. Hi, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so Phoebe, uh, you, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe was um, on Devil's Daughter with me, mm-hmm. and uh, she was one of the original members. And uh, then she, I think, as I recall, you had a big meeting and you said, "I have too much power, and I'm too um, talented, and I, everyone is constantly emailing me uh, acting offers, and I put them off, but I'd like to." Um, actually go be famous. So I'm going to go to New York City. And then you left, right? Is that how that happened? I can't quite recall. Yeah, yeah. It definitely involved a magical power stone. Um, and <laughs> the fact that I've always wanted to work um, in like film and TV. And um, I was doing a lot more like theater stuff in Chicago. And I had some good friends in uh, the media industry in New York. So I moved here. Yeah, that's kind of way less, way less exciting. But I do like the narrative of like a witch gave me the power stone <laughs> and lots of mm-hmm. acting roles. Do you like New York after living in Chicago? I do. I love it. It's it's really amazing how much more mild the winters are. But <laughs> that being said, I'm um, I'm I am planning to move to LA. So. <laughs> the big. <laughs> you just keep leveling up in climate. Yeah, what I actually like the get another magic stone. <laughs> What'd you say? Did you get another magic stone? Yes, I got another magic stone. And this one was like, listen, Phoebe, the power runs through you, courses through your blood, and you have to share on an even bigger film set. <laughs> so wow. the power stone was inside you all along. It was. Really, really Power Stone was the friend you made along the way. Oh yeah. Aww. <laughs> that would have been a great ending to the, all those movies. The Infinity Gauntlet was the friends we made all all along the way. <laughs> That's how uh, End Game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the Avengers were just the power of friendship. Aww. I mean, that is kind of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that has to be the moral, right? Of any movie where like, you're going to blow up the world, you're going to like kill bunches of people. Like that's the, that's the negative power. The positive has to be like love or friendship or sunshine. Yeah. Some other bullshit like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of like the power of violence and friendship. (laughs) And how those two battle it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we going to be reading tonight, Phoebe? 
So I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped because uh, like I said, I moved to New York and I'm planning on moving to LA and the um, readings I brought in are my artist pages from when I moved to New York. And what's really cool, um, well, so first I started writing these right after I cone-married my apartment and I threw out everything that didn't bring me joy. And that included every single journal I wrote before that point. Um, which was a lot. Um, and it was really tough. Like I, I put them all in the recycling and the recycling went out a few days later and I would walk by the recycling being like, can I do it? Should I do it? Can I do it? Should I do it? And then I'd walk away. No. What? Like also journals are so small. Why would you, why would be that be the thing that you, you have to get rid of? Now, see, you live in Chicago. So you know what space feels like. (laughs) (laughs) I lived in New York (laughs) I didn't have space but I will say it was like super uh cleansing it felt really great once they were gone but it is sad you're a woman with no past (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's really cool so I these um journals are basically like from or like these pages that I was writing are from when I was writing a show um, that went up and like was a really successful, great opportunity for me. Um, when I started dating someone um, who is now my husband and going to be the father of my baby. Oh, baby, is this is this the first? Uh, are we the first people to hear about this? Um, <laughs> yes, in a way, my mom knows. Um, oh, my doctor really? Knows. <laughs> but I'm actually, I know, I'm sorry. I told my mom before you told Brad. <laughs> I'm actually almost nine months pregnant right now. Um, right so now? I, right now. My baby is due in April and I've actually started having contractions every night. Every so I'm, night. Like, I'm like in it. Okay. <laughs> You're about to have a baby. If you go into labor during this podcast, that'll be the most epic episode ever. Oh my God. Please go into labor during our please podcast. Please go into labor, please. Answer <laughs> is love. <laughs> Wait, okay. Congratulations. That's so Thank exciting. You. Thank Did you, you really not make a, a big announcement or anything? No, we haven't made a big announcement in part because um, I have like really kind of doubled down on trying to act. And I was like, oh no, my body, like they're all going to judge me. Um, and then I've slowly started letting that go. Um, and, you know, prioritizing a holistic life over my career, which has been insane. Uh, I feel like I was a very, very ambitious person, still am. But uh, now I'm really excited to uh, raise, raise this little boy as well. That's awesome. Holy shit. Congratulations. Congratulations. It feels really weird, but I think that's why I'm also trying to be like young and hip. Like I started parting my hair in the middle, like a Gen Z. Cause I was like, uh, moms are old. Uh-uh. <laughs> what is with the, the middle part thing I, that, that everyone keeps talking about? I keep, look, I keep stumbling on TikToks where people are making jokes about the whole part thing. And I don't really understand it. What is, what is this? Gen Z is just saying that a side part is out, like it's dorky, and that a middle part is in. But let me tell you, 50% of the population looks stupid dorky with a middle part. 50% is being generous, too. 
Yeah, no, that's actually, yeah, you're right. I am being generous because my generation, well, our generation, I feel like growing up, middle parts look dumb. Like you got yes. me if you had a middle part. I mean, yes. having, well, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I was born in the late eighties, right? So like, I remember- <laughs> Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, were we the first people you're telling? Well, the, I mean, like, I remember when that was like the fashion, like that, that everybody had middle parts. It looked like fucking garbage in everyone's yeah. photo from that time. Like when you try, when I would dress up as a nerd, I would part my hair down the middle because that's what a yeah. nerd is like in my eyes. Yeah. So suck it, Gen Z. <laughs> it doesn't work because we're all trying to achieve perfect symmetry. And when you show off where the symmetrical line is, all you see is what's not symmetrical then. <laughs> I've thought a lot about it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, now that we've covered this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is why I try to make my hair as asymmetrical as possible. <laughs> to distract from my features being, you know what, you know what drives me crazy is that, okay, so I, I hesitate to say this because as soon as I bring it up, you will be unable to unsee it. But be, so I have glasses and it's a line across my face and, and that measures where my eyes are. So my eyes are a little, like a lot of people, there are, my eyes are a little crooked. Yeah. And I wouldn't notice, I never noticed it before. And then I started wearing glasses and I was like, oh, this is not great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't unsee that this eye is way closer to the top of the glasses than this eye. Hmm. I do see yeah, it. I have that with my nose. My nose goes in one direction. They're in like in a sideways direction. And it's like, once you realize it, you're like, okay, uh, that's something that I'll never unsee and never able to change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This will <laughs> always be at the back of my mind forever and all time. Yeah. <laughs> it will. Like, um, Rain Wilson. Uh, there's like one episode of The Office where he says, oh yeah, I have a really short nose. And it was like, it ruined the rest of the office for me. Cause every time I saw his face, I was like, your nose is so short, dude. <laughs> like it just doesn't go out far enough. No, like the space between his lip and the end of his nose is huge. <gasps> Whoa. Once you've seen it. I'm going to look it up after this. I mean, I knew he was a weird looking guy, but I didn't have yeah. a specific facial feature that I could pinpoint well, as being the thing. Yeah, I'm so glad. We should, you know what? Let's change this podcast to, uh, let's call it, Why Are They Ugly? Uh, <laughs> the name of the podcast. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. Very mean, but pretty funny. Very mean. <laughs> really mean. But I, like, I don't want, you know what? I can't be the one to make that podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll hand it off to someone else. <laughs> the three uh, of us were just too beautiful. Like, yeah. And we're we're too nice. Oh my God, we're so nice. So nice and pretty. <laughs> you are so pretty though, but you, but you really are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, great. Well, should we, um, we get to read? Do you want to, do you want to start your first entry? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Wah, wah. <laughs> what oh, up, what up? Cool girl. <laughs> I don't know what she's asking us, but she seems really cool. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, so 
what's fun about these is they're um, artist pages. So for anyone who's unfamiliar, um, they're supposed to like awaken your inner artist. <laughs> okay. um, and so there's a lot of affirmations in them. Um, and, and then I reaffirm them all at the end of every entry. So um, keep your ears open for these affirmations. Also, okay. you're, I don't think you're actually supposed to read uh, read your uh, morning pages. I think that's like one of the rules, but here we are. We're gonna, we're gonna fucking break those rules. Yeah, I think you're supposed to like tear them up. Um, and I think you're not supposed to share them. <laughs> I love that you got rid of the journals that you, uh, that you're supposed to keep. And then you <laughs> kept the journal that you're supposed to burn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you excited. It is, though? It's also like, uh, so this, this journal is a spiral notebook, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no fucking pressure about what you write in this, mm -hmm. but I had so many like leather bound, beautiful journals. And so there was like too much pressure to like write something important and prolific in them. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I get it. I think you'll relate. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here we I go. Need more shitty notebooks. <laughs> All right, I'll read. I'll stop um, avoiding it. <laughs> Here I go. She's doing it. <laughs> I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't scary or vulnerable at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the beaches here are white shells. Hannah's boyfriend, Ben, wondered if they shipped them in to make the beach more attractive. Ben has interesting things to say but doesn't always say them in a nice way. He always comes across sarcastic. I worry that I do that. I tend to dislike things in others that I dislike in myself. This is fact. All right, next page. Damn, when those my mind huge wandered, letters, huge letters took up that whole page. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some stuff, so these are like pretty recent. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, I think they're from, uh, 2016, 2017. So sometimes it's like, that's not a nice thing to say. There's not enough space between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> one is a description of my mother's house. It's like, no one needs that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love how I said, I, I tried not to be like, um, too smart or too interesting, but this, um, I'm trying so hard here, so just bear with, bear with me. When my mind wanders, which is always, I pick the pencil off the paper. When times are hard, it's just much easier to withdraw, like America, Catalan, and me. This is all true. <laughs> I feel as though I'm not equipped to deal with my mom's shit the same way that Catalan is not equipped to deal with Spain's economy. <laughs> it's easier to withdraw, but is that best? Are we all just trying to survive, to preserve our core values? I'm afraid for America. <laughs> <laughs> and then here come the affirmations. I am a prolific writer. I deserve love. I am funny and I get funnier every day. 
is the best one. I'm getting closer to the divine when I am creative. <laughs> I love those affirmations. Those are great. Yeah. <laughs> those are all say, true. You know what? It's, I did have like a huge boon after this period where like I did a couple of shows and I got a couple of opportunities and and that's like a lot of what I was writing about was like the like what I want out of life and then I was also like I think and we'll get to the next one but I write about like um would I give up an opportunity for love when like love feels right and things like that and uh and I ended up not having to sacrifice anything in my life is perfect so <laughs> good for you <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> you're so pretty <laughs> um, thank you you're so nice um no but i did like i really sat with a lot of those thoughts and wrote about them and then uh they did manifest so i don't know amazing yeah i'm i'm always impressed when people are able to not just do the artist's way but complete the artist's way never have oh you never you never have how no. far did you get um that's a good question we can go to the end of this notebook um week five <laughs> i did it for five i mean weeks. that's still i mean <laughs> more than halfway through um right? fill in really quick because i actually don't know what the artist's way is yeah um so the artist's way is a like program by her name is julia i want to say but the julia main, cameron julia okay. cameron okay i always def, this is so bad i like define her by her relationship to a man she was martin scorsese's ex-wife um i didn't <laughs> even know that now though <laughs> oh, well that's how i know her yeah through the lens of a man <laughs> um but what's cool is they give you she gives you like weekly assignments um okay. things to like explore whatever um, but then every day you're supposed to write three pages and I've done this program multiple times. I've started it. I've never finished it. And it usually is around week five. I'm just like, why am I writing three pages a morning about my thoughts when I just want to be writing what I want to be writing? Like I want to be writing comedy pilots, characters. And oh. every time I end up dropping it and writing something, that I'm really proud of. So. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like it worked. Use it as it's, like a catalyst to write yeah. actual script. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. La last time I did it was like right at the beginning of quarantine and I wrote um, my first like sci-fi pilot and I'm really proud of it. And uh, so, you know. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks okay. Martin Scorsese's wife for getting me going. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're so pretty. <laughs> she has a name. It's Mrs. Scorsese's wife. <laughs> okay, this is too soon after International Women's Day for this, okay? Not funny. Mm -hmm. Not funny, Brad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also, wow. I mean, the thing about that program uh, is that she has all these like little exercises and they're all very fun little things like putting putting a rock in your pocket and every time you think about being i don't know your your creative essence uh <laughs> you know squeeze the rock or it's it's stuff like that that's very mystical okay. um and then but the real thing is just writing the three pages every morning and if you're doing that then that's you're you're pretty much doing the artist's way mm -hmm. um 
So the way that I like that was how I completed the whole thing was that I just kind of ignored mo- a lot of the the silly like uh, activities. Like I would do some of them, like the important ones, like uh, there's a week where you're not allowed to read anything an entire week. Um, and then there's, uh, you're supposed to take yourself on artist dates, which is sort of like ways to refill your creative well, like go to a museum or go to the beach or whatever. Um, just kind of trying to like uh, cleanse your palate your mental palette. Um, but uh, basically I was like, as long as I'm writing the three pages, anything on top of that is gravy and is not required. <laughs> yeah. So you found it the mm-hmm. same curriculum as like a literally like a college acting class. Like yes. those sound like assignments that my professor would have given me in college. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all cool. of the, uh, you know, improv, improv classes, acting classes, uh, Julia Cameron's thing. It's all part of the same culty pyramid schemey self-helpy world of. Um, yeah. yeah, they they are all different ways to monetize noticing. Yeah, that's all anything is. I Presence. Feel. <laughs> yeah, it's like go for a walk and see how people talk, and it's like okay, here's five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works, like, whatever. Uh, I mean, I guess, I'll say this, putting money to things Mm -hmm. does help me Mm -hmm. uh, commit to it. Yeah. It's like that gym app. Wasn't that, like, a big thing for a while where, like, if you went to the gym, you would, like, get back your money or something? Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, you would, like, pay in the money to like go to the gym or, or run a mile. And then yeah. um, once you did it, you would get the money back for, yeah. That's smart as hell. <laughs> yeah. It's really smart, but the money that you put in, it goes to a charity. So then you can like, or at least this is how I remember it was like, then if you're working out, you're like taking money from a charity. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I never did it, but I was always like, "This this will not work for that me." That makes it that much more satisfying. <laughs> Most American thing in the world. <laughs> well, it should be a charity you don't want to give to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good idea. It's like a pro-life charity. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're like giving to the Heritage Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so smart. If I don't work out. They're going to protest bait or I don't, uh. they're going to give money to Mike Pence's campaign. Yeah. It's yeah, the, the, the conversion therapy charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think every time I try and make a joke and it doesn't land, um, which is frequent for me, I like to take big swings and see what happens. Um, <laughs> I'm going to blame it now on going into labor. So. <laughs> We just stopped the podcast short. It's like, um, she actually went into labor right then. And that's why the joke didn't land. So (laughs) it just ends on like friends. (laughs) It's like freeze frame. She went into labor. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, Phoebe, Uh, uh, get back to us as soon as you have the baby. Just like, (laughs) 
get back on Zoom. I'm going to leave the Zoom call until you come back. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I love how I said I've sacrificed nothing and gotten everything. That feels like really bad karma. (laughs) Um, It sounds like you just won. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a health relationship. I am. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it is. It's really cool. Yeah. You shouldn't have to sacrifice anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, I think you do, right? Well, that's what is very, in- have you guys watched Queen's Gambit? Yes. Okay. Well, oh man, Addie, the way you said that, it's like, I feel like I'm about to shit on something you love. And oh, no. I-, I mean, I liked it. Here, I, here's the thing. I'm like a Labrador retriever when I watch TV shows. I like every single thing I watch. I'm like, wow, you guys did it. You made a TV show. That was so good. She's like watching CPAC, just like, you're yeah. <laughs> giving speeches. And- so I won't be offended if you dislike something because I literally like everything. So it's, I'm, I'm used to this. <laughs> I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I'm the, the worst audience because I sit and I break down every moment. Like I, oh God, what was I watching? Where I was watching uh, the, the Fran Leibowitz City and I was like, Scorsese, I have notes. Um, so I'm that asshole. I deserve okay. nothing good. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about Queen's Gambit. She earned nothing. She earned nothing. The main character. Yes, I felt like like her big, this is spoiler alert, like track forward a few seconds, but she wins in the end because men that she slept with decided to come together and help her but she never asked for help she never like fell down and there's this whole like idea that genius it wasn't just men it was um it was her one black friend remember her one black friend came and helped yeah but she didn't help her with chess yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was like emotional support oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah that's true (laughs) And I felt like it perpetuated that idea that in order to be successful and smart, what she did end up having to sacrifice was like her mental health and her drug addiction. It was like, if I wanted to watch someone do drugs and play chess, like I can hang out with myself. (laughs) I I like those things. (laughs) So I don't know. I, I feel like there is this narrative that in order to achieve your goals, you just have to like, um, be a shitty person, <laughs> not even like a shitty person. Like you just have to like be unstable or, and, or I, that, and my experience is the opposite Yeah, that I need stability. I need like a safe space in order to get what I want. I mean, that's like the stand-up comedians thing, right. Is, is, is being like, yeah, but my, um, my talent justifies my shitty personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of it. It's all wrapped up together. <laughs> yeah. Who would Louis C.K. be if it wasn't for him being a trash human? Who wrote Hootie Tang? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I also watched Pootie Tang this week. Um, it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it ever held up. <laughs> um. What, uh, what's the, the second entry you have? Yeah, to- let's do it. Okay. So one month till Christmas, a part of me wants, hmm, started this sentence without knowing the end. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh, the sun is very bright today, so that when the clouds move, it's tricky to see the paper. For James, who it, I was dating at the time, now my husband, uh, for Christmas, I wish there were some $70 flights to some interesting, easy to visit place. A vacation to LA would be pretty awesome. Although I'm anxious about moving. Like if we moved this winter, that would be so fast. I would have barely experienced NYC, which is great. This was four years ago. Still haven't moved. Um, much more excited to now. Uh, but I really love James and I fantasize about marrying him. Nailed it. Is a good relationship as important as a career? Should I start looking for jobs in LA? Um, my ideal breakfast is French press coffee, seltzer, <laughs> and then either two eggs with toast, oatmeal, or an egg sandwich on an English muffin with avocado. Uh, various, uh, very artist way to just be like, what's my ideal? Um, <laughs> The coffee from the Nespresso is gross. I get it. I'm addicted to coffee. It's a drug. So I'll take it in any form I can get. But it's like smoking a spliff. I know there's something extra in here that's bad for me. And then where are the affirmations? Oh, here we go. I am a prolific writer. I deserve space to create. Creating gets me closer to my true self. <laughs> I also love that I keep saying prolific writer and I'm 70% certain that at the time I mixed up prolific with prophetic. And so in by prolific, you know, means like to create a lot of work. But I was, I think saying like, I wanna write something really smart. <laughs> Which is prophetic? not the same at all. I would always mix them up. So I love that I keep writing this down. And I do think I hit more on the prolific side and way less on the prophetic side. So then you were right. Yeah, I yeah. manifested. I you fucking did. You manifested that. I've got, <laughs> I swear. I've got some terrible news, Phoebe. Prophetic yeah. just means like a prophet. It's like. Yeah, exactly. It's well, it's like you, you, you're predicting, like you're that you're writing predicts uh, the future. That would no, be cool. I was going prophetic. More for like that, al the alchemist. Like, I wanted well, to write the alchemist. But what's funny is your writing is prophetic because one, you predicted you would be married, two, you predicted that you would continue to be annoyed by the espresso, which you just brought up earlier. Yeah, before we started recording, I was before talking about recording. Fucking that was the espresso. first thing you mentioned. <laughs> So, wow. so it ended up being prophetic, prophetic writing. It's like you were prophetic about your use of the word prophetic. Wow. Brad, I've really missed you and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that. Um, yeah. So that's my second entry. I feel like we hit a lot of that. Do you want uh, like a, like a different, uh, a little bit that I wrote here? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. There's a little bit in the middle here. I wrote business, crossed out biz, and then wrote bit. So it reads as business model. I have a business model idea. <laughs> that people can send $1 to have written. They get to pick the content that they want created. And then I'd have accountability. <laughs> <laughs> What? I know, this is exactly what we were talking about. Um, but I think yeah. my idea was I'd post online, hey guys, here's three pitches. 
send me a dollar for the one you'd like me to write. And then I'd get a dollar and I'd write. <laughs> I guess it's, it's, I don't know. It's like it's Kickstarter, real- but yeah. But like they, they're, they're choosing which thing that they're voting on which thing you end up working on. Yeah. It's, I'm, I can't just, I really can't decide. And I feel like most of the thoughts that I have like this are like this, where like, I don't know if that's an awful idea or a great idea. Uh, I mean, it, I don't it depends know. on the spirit in which you, uh, you put it out there. If it was like, sort of in a, what, what's the word? Like a kind of greedy self-serving way of like, here's a, here's a scam. People send me a dollar. <laughs> if it was like as a bit, like, <laughs> like I've hey seen friends, people, I got a scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you like put it out there as a little bit like a bit, like you pick the, which of these bits you want me to write out, you know, and it was like, should SpongeBob like have a dick or should SpongeBob like have a vagina or should SpongeBob have, you know, kind of everything at, like all over, all over his, his whole body is, uh, is genitals. Um, and then they vote with money. Then, then I think people would be like, okay, she's, she's kind of not serious. It doesn't feel like a scam. It's part of the joke is that she's taking money from us, even though you're also still getting money from people. I would want to, I would pay to know though, you know? Yeah, I think I would, oh God, I'm really thinking, I think genitals all over is the most interesting. Yeah, because like he's got holes all over me. He's a sponge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a sponge. I didn't and have I a second to really think really these ideas. Yeah, you, did, you did a good job, Brad. No, that was really good, Brad. That was good. Brad, Thank that was you. so good. You're no. so pretty. Thank you. You're so pretty, Brad. I would say one time when I was really broke, I just Venmo requested a bunch of my friends and said, can I have $5? And I made like $75. That's great. What did you do with the money? I like literally bought groceries. Like, like, and so that's a scam is what I'm saying. Is that a scam or is that you making the American system work for you? That's mutual aid. (laughs) Right. All okay, of your friends right. want you to be fed and exist. Maybe it's no not- one likes an a hangry person. No one. That's if true. Any anyone I knew uh, Venmo requested me and said I'm broke. I would just yeah I would just send them whatever money they asked. But I didn't say that. I just said, "Can I have five dollars?" <laughs> and they just did it. So that, you know what this means? I have good friends. End of story. I, I would yeah. if you did that to me. I probably would just do it because it's only five dollars. I'm gonna do it. everyone's assignment this week is to see how they can scam their friends out of money (laughs) it's fun a little scam skinny going on a little scammy scam i love it i love the idea of uh relying on the people around you for help you know yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially these days, I feel like we're all just Venmoing each other money back and forth until this is over, you know? So I mean, oh for- my God. Yeah. My, our relationship with Venmo and <laughs> PayPal and stuff since the pandemic has become so, I, I, I feel 
like that that's where i get paid now is via venmo um in fact i'm like don't pay me any other way i don't want the irs to know yeah please (laughs) oh unfortunately the irs doesn't listen to this podcast so i think we're safe that's what you think (laughs) i don't want cash because cash is dirty (laughs) and i don't want a direct deposit because they'll know they'll know Venmo's the way to go baby the second that I stopped getting paid under the counter through Venmo for nannying they upped the unemployment benefits again and I was like god damn it oh no (laughs) but it's okay because being on the record as a nanny helped me get vaccinated so (gasps) it was a positive to this situation this time oh my gosh how many shots you got girl one, but I get my second on Monday. Oh my God, Eddie. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay. So I can still do nothing because no one else is vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I'm, I'm getting vaccinated. Uh, I have my second shot in two weeks from now. Ooh. Um, and ba- nearly my whole family has been vaccinated. But babies are like the weakest pieces of shit. <laughs> They can't do anything like immunity wise for yeah. two months. So we're basically like, okay, like I guess we live indoors for two more yeah. months. And that's like without yeah. COVID. They're like the weakest immunity little pieces of shit. So yeah. yeah. They mm-hmm. really like they get cool like after a couple of I'm having a contraction right now. <gasps> Labor. <laughs> I could I could tell. I could tell. You could? <laughs> Does it hurt? No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. It does. It does hurt. Yeah. Are you in pain? <laughs> I am. Pregnancy is. Uh, pre- <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is happening during your podcast. This is the most exciting thing. I'm sorry you're in pain. The most exciting thing that's happened on this podcast, I think. So I'm so angry, but you know what? Well, I think we'll find a way. We'll just edit out the contractions. Just <laughs> <laughs> edit me out. Tell tell a, a joke bit. that doesn't land right now because there's a really really good excuse. <laughs> How'd that go? It didn't land, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I have a really I have a really good impression that's perfect for audio. Ready? This yeah. is my impression of Andy Samberg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those at home so, can't see it. <laughs> So Phoebe made a face where she kind of like threw her whole head back <laughs> and opened her mouth and contorted it hideously. And uh, it looked exactly like Andy Samberg. It was kind of unsettling. Thank you. I, I think I can do a pretty good Andy Samberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but who wants to do an impression of another comedian? <laughs> that's, I don't know. I've actually worked on my Kathy, Gifford, Kathy Griffin? Kathy Griffin. Kathy Lee Griffin Gifford. And there's Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah. I, yes. I used to get them confused also. Kathy Griffin. I mean, come on. One of you go by Catherine. <laughs> I, used, I used to always be like, th- this is something that uh, kind of annoys me in the SNL gallery. They'll always have a sketch that's like the parade of impressions. And I'm always like, you're doing an impression of a comedian. It feels yeah. like like you're making fun of a clown. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a clown. Yeah, but did he, 
you see how he slipped on that banana peel? That was like ridiculous <laughs> and stupid. It's like, yeah, that's his whole thing. He's a clown. Yeah. It's not <laughs> funny to do something that someone else already did. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's not how jokes work. It's not surprising. <laughs> um, Phoebe, uh, did you want to read one more entry? I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. If you guys will still have We're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Whoa, guys, Addie just did a total Gen Z move and put her hand to the camera. And when it pulled back, she was wearing a cuter outfit. But she looked like the Joker. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, you guys, she's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um uh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm falling apart. Very exciting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. This is fun because, well, I don't know. You guys can decide what's fun and what's not. Um, because we're thinking about LA, <laughs> didn't start in the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> 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 I think she's in labor. <laughs> I, think so. I, I understand myself. Okay, here we go. Maybe I want to be perfectly clear on this. If you go into labor, just hold it. Hold we got to finish this. We got to finish this podcast. There's nothing more important to me right now than this podcast. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like I'm like not respecting your time or your creative energy. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> You're not respecting. Really not uh, respecting it is this cis white male that's inside my fucking uterus. <laughs> you don't I know. I don't know if he'll be you don't know if they're cis. <laughs> what if he listens to this now? I'm really like I shouldn't be a mom. I love kids. The, j- the joke I made when I first found out I was pregnant was I said, wow, this is the deepest a dick has ever been inside me. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not allowed in public. I shouldn't be allowed. I need to just get my minivan and shut the fuck up. Okay, here's my journal entry. <laughs> wow, when I wrote 2017, it filled me with dread. This year has been shit. Best thing about this year is the long time sexual. Ho- this isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun because like, yeah. doesn't know how fun. much worse go, like, it can get. <laughs> by Weinstein, by Spacey, goodbye, goodbye, uh, Alabama. Imagine being more afraid of a Democrat than a man who was told to be kept from high school cheerleaders. This is so 2017. Everything feels. All right, whatever. Uh, I really hope everyone's just fat, fast forwarding through this to wait <laughs> for the joke that never hits, which I guess is this. Okay, this this is this is prophetic. <laughs> I try and think of the 2017 election 
in the opposite and what would I do? For example, if Kanye West was running against Dick Cheney, who would I have voted for? I think I would have voted for Dick Cheney and I hope that seems to be a close comparison. But I don't know, the issues I care about, women's healthcare, well, actually all human rights, environmental policy uh, might be better protected under Kanye. Is that why the NRA, which is a terrible example, supported Trump? And then I wrote, ay ay. <laughs> yep, yep, that's right. So I guess I don't have to be in labor to be a maniac. All right, and then here are my affirmations. As I create and listen, I will be led. My creativity heals myself and others. I am a brilliant, prolific artist. <laughs> As I create and listen, I will be led. All right, uh, we made it through. But that was before Kanye took the picture with Trump. So I thought that Kanye would be like this, that like, yeah. Because I was really trying to understand, like, why would someone vote for Trump? And so I kept trying to think of, like, okay, who are celebrities that are liberal leaning? And would I vote for them? And every time I was like, no, I wouldn't. But picking Kanye was the worst one because then he went MAGA, MAGA on all Yeah, that. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I say MAGA because I'm fancy. <laughs> MAGA. MAGA. I'd like an ice cold glass of MAGA. <laughs> Uh, is this chilled? Is this MAGA chilled? Get the pregnant woman her MAGA. MAGA. I'll have some av right avocado MAGA. MAGA. <laughs> I have a diet MAGA. Yeah, you're gonna find it in the hills of France. Well, I, I think it's funny you were wondering uh, what would what what would drive someone to vote for Trump, and clearly the answer is uh, mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 <laughs> not to not to stigmatize mental illness, but um, you know, Kanye is mentally he's 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 uh, self described mentally ill, mm -hmm. or he has what is it bipolar disorder? All I know is I hope he's doing okay in his divorce. Yeah. Uh, who are we rooting for in that? I I no guess one. rooting for. The kids. kids. That's who I'm rooting for. <laughs> Hope they're okay. All right. Um, uh, the the next guest is in the waiting room, so I think uh, I think we can uh, wrap this up. Phoebe, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah. Um, I have been working on one project for almost three and a half years now. Um, a year ago, we finally put it up as a live show and we were going to do this live run. It was an incredible uh, experience. And now we are going to be releasing it as a podcast real soon. So keep your ears and eyes open for Kip Jones in space. It's a film noir sci-fi um, where anything can happen. Anything? But it's a limited, it's a limited run. It's uh, eight episodes and uh, I've been writing it with my writing partner, Megan Rico, um, who's like a Nichols Prize winner. And uh, she's working on a cool TV show now. I don't know. She's a really good writer. And then I star in it. And I'm really, really proud of it. And it just hasn't seen the light of day. 
I think that's smart to do eight episodes. I, I love it when something is like a digestible limited series like that. Yeah. Uh, that isn't just like, and it just goes on and on and on. And eventually the creators get burned out and it just kind of ends randomly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also, I mean, we're so lucky, like the people we're working with, like um, it stars David Love Band, who has been in like Mrs. Maisel and is just like one of the greatest character actors I've ever met. And uh Patricia Sabulis, who um, is, plays Rachel on Friends on Broadway or Off Off Broadway, whatever it is. Um, so it's just like like just people who are so good, and it's so cool to have like spent so much time on something and have it exist. So I just yeah. want to share it. So keep your ears. Oh, I've been plugging it for like three years, and it just keeps not getting out. So, anyways, all right, you get it. You, People are coming on and I have a contraction coming. So. <laughs> I got a baby to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I've been Brad Pike. I've been Addie Brown. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast um, for bonus content, including uh, a whole other podcast called, called Devil's Advocate. Um and uh, our theme music is by To Do List, aka Harrison Lott. Editing by Gabby Gottlieb, with production help from Jason Ryder. Special thanks to Patreon subscribers April Adams, Andrew Ackerboff, Sam Bowers, Anne Welty, Caleb Brecken, Eric Peterson, Chris Van Hooten, Rick Dugan, and Susie Carroll. And if you like this podcast, check out one of our other Devil's Daughter podcasts, like Wines, Wines, Wines in which uh, Christine wines and a special guest uh, drink wine and wine about whatever comes to mind. And also her last name is wine. So you get the whole thing. Um, And uh, another podcast, Experience the World, a guided auditory experience of pre-quarantine activities like baseball and kissing. And Devil's Daughter is now offering online improv workshops and classes. Through partnerships with local BIPOC improv teams and donations to social justice organizations, your class tuition helps fund and grow our community. Check out Devil's Daughter's Instagram and Facebook for more information or go to our website, devilsdaughtercomedy.com. Devil's Daughter. Hey, Devil's Daughter. I remember them.